What's good, Hart? Ohio State Week. Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson, Michael Bruns. We're going to do our best to get you fired up for a game that you should have been fired up for about the time that Nebraska-Illinois ended last week. Because that's when you found out game day was going to be here. You know the show is a huge fan of game day. So, obviously, everybody here at this table was fired up about that. But there's a lot that goes into this Nebraska-Ohio State game this week. Uh, Brian, let's start with this. Give me a couple things that Nebraska has to do to make this a game that they are, you know, competing with Ohio State close and late. Uh, they have to win turnover margin by maybe two, two or three. I mean, two or three? I, I think so to win it. I don't think they have to do that necessarily to be in the game, but I do think it. They they've got to be ahead in that category. And it's just going to be a clean game. I mean, when it comes to the penalty yardage, we initially thought they had 119 yards of penalties against Illinois because that's what the stat book said. It was only 70, but it kind of felt like 119 the way it was the sloppiness. And it can't have that type of feel. It's got to be one of those, you know, 30, 35 yards of penalties or less type of deals where you you just don't shoot off all your toes. That's what they've been doing a little bit too much, and uh, they've got to they've got to protect against that. Brunts, what do you think the defense has to do to hang in this game, give Nebraska's offense every opportunity to be involved? They need turnovers. I mean, I think one or two turnovers. I think they, they've got to pick their spots, too, because I, I think that Fields is the type of quarterback that's going to make plays and slip out. But at the same time, you need kind of that JoJo Doman-type hit-sack-turnover thing that you had last year. Uh, a couple plays like that to keep the crowd into it. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting. This is the first true road game for Fields and in, in, in a really hostile environment. Or not, I guess not true. They, they put it in Indiana. Yeah, it's so, not hostile. I think you can uh, say that. People apologies to John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, I, I think that they have to have a couple of those types of plays. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a long day. So I, I thought last year they did a great job of forcing the issue. Uh, this is a game that Nebraska needs to kind of play uh, like it's got nothing to lose. What what I remember from last year's game is really Nebraska didn't take advantage of a couple opportunities. They had some misplays. They had a really bad Adrian fumble. Um, I don't even know if you really call it a fumble. He's more or less seemingly spiked the ball on the ground on a on a throw to a running back that wasn't necessarily looking for it. Uh, When you look at last year's game, what was it that they were able to do that had them hanging around against an Ohio State team that was clearly better on paper? Well, one thing they did is I think they had some tricks that they unveiled in that game that they hadn't shown previously. And we always have talked about that clever play to the tight end where they got Austin Allen in space, and they ran that a couple times, and Ohio State just had no idea what to do with it. There was some other stuff they threw out there uh, that the Buckeyes were like, okay, we haven't seen this. I totally expect Nebraska to have some of that stuff. And I, I usually that's overplayed, like, oh, they've saved stuff. But uh, this is the type of game where I think Scott Frost and his guys, you know, every Sunday evening they have a meeting where they talk about, oh, we could do this and that. And I'm sure there was some creative stuff that was thrown out there. 
Do you? I mean, is it fair to call this a kitchen sink game? Yeah, I I, I think so. But the the thing is, you've got to the whole line's got to give you a chance to make that work. And I was just looking at the numbers. Ohio State's got twenty sacks. They're number one in the country. They're number two in the country in TFLs with forty four. And anybody who's anybody knows Chase Young is just as good about as good as anybody in college football he's got seven sacks by himself so I think you also can't beat yourself up too much if Chase Young beats you one time you know what I mean like he is going to do that he's that kind of player it's sort of like in the NFL like Khalil Mack is going to get you a couple times or more than that but you've got to be able to be okay he's that good but we got to go on to the next play and they've got to have that kind of mindset on that O-line I think you trying to sneak in a little Viking stock by mentioning Khalil Mack? I, I, Big game this weekend for them, too. It is. Burns, would you like to talk about that? No? I, is the NFL season going on? It is. <laughs> Your team is 0-3. They couldn't no even signs beat, of excitement around the corner. Couldn't even beat the Packers. Um, I think... One thing... I, I, I think Nebraska's coaching staff, this is a game where you've got to kind of out-coach Ohio State. I, I think you've got to be creative. I think you have to... Um, you know, kind of going back and watching that game last year, I really thought that was one of the better games that Scott Frost called all last year. Um, just with the wrinkles that they had, the, the way they were kind of able to get tempo and, and frankly overcome some mistakes. I mean, you didn't mention the ill-advised uh, onside kick that may or may not have been an onside kick. I think it was an onside kick. The kicker went down. Yeah, it, it, his foot touched the ball, I think. It did. Barely. It, it it made it like breezed it as it went <laughs> by. But I, I think you have to coach that way where I mean, I, I think it is a bit of a kitchen sink game. I just think that Nebraska is gonna really need to out scheme Ohio State on offense because I don't think I don't think Adrian Martinez is gonna have a ton of time to throw in this game. I want one from each of you. What's one thing that Nebraska is doing right now that you think gives them a chance in this game against Ohio State? Uh, they're covering well, the corners. I mean, I, I this is an ultimate game for Lamar and DiCaprio to show exactly how far they've come. You know, they held Illinois to 78 passing yards, and you can say, yeah, that's Illinois, and scoff at it. But Brandon Peters was throwing the ball around pretty well the first three weeks, and they couldn't get anything going with that. Aside from the one they snuck over Boodle early, it, they got shut down. And so whenever you have corners that are locking guys down, um, that allows you to be more aggressive in all other facets on that side of the ball. So, But, you know, this is a whole different animal. You're going against wide receivers who are Sunday-type guys, and Lamar Jackson fashions himself as a Sunday-type guy, and we used to laugh about that, and we don't anymore. Um, so this is a chance for him to, to maybe show it and put some film out there. I think Nebraska's defensive line, the, the first-team defensive line, has, has mucked things up enough to where – I think you should be able to somewhat hold Ohio State in check. I mean, it's one of those games where you're going to have to play sound defense. You can't have busts because Ohio State has the athletes to make you pay for it. But uh, you take away that long touchdown run um, against Illinois, uh, basically the two plays. I thought Nebraska played pretty well up front for the most part. It's, you know, like everything else, this game is going to be a little bit of a different, uh, different animal. But uh, that, that front seven is playing good football right now. And I, I think that, you know, that, that gives Nebraska a little bit of a chance there. I think one thing, and you kind of mentioned it, 
is we're taking for granted that Justin Fields has been in a game like this. I mean, they played Indiana. They didn't trail in that game. They the only time they trailed this year is they were down five to nothing, uh, and you were very disappointed that should have gone for it. Yeah, didn't go for didn't go for it on fourth and goal, and instead opted for that five point lead, which was erased pretty quickly. Um, you know, as Ohio State scored six straight touchdowns after that, but. Or 11. It was 76. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. I, I was just referring to the first quarter. Yeah. But the, the thing to me, if Nebraska can hang in this game and they can get some pressure on Justin Fields, maybe make him make a mistake or two, get into his head a little bit, this is a guy that hasn't had to win a game like this. He hasn't played in a game like this. That's where Adrian Martinez has a massive advantage is he's been in some contests like this before. He was in one last year against Ohio State. He... He struggled at times. He was brilliant at other times. Nebraska has to take advantage of when Justin Fields does make those mistakes. If they can keep it close into the third and the fourth quarter, then you might see some inexperience for Ryan Day. Then you might see some inexperience for Justin Fields. I I think that, to me, the big thing is Nebraska can't let J.K. Dobbins beat them. I think they have to find a way to turn back their rushing attack as much as possible. I think you have to make Justin Fields win this game with his arm or his legs. And you have to, to really kind of put it on him to do it. If he does, you tip your cap and you move on, and hopefully you get another shot in Indianapolis. But I do think that we've kind of overlooked the fact that, un, you know, similar to Dwayne Haskins, I mean, this is a guy that very talented player, but he's not infallible. And he's going to have a rough patch at some point in his first run here with the, the Buckeyes, and why not on Saturday? Why can't Nebraska make life difficult on him? They've done it to other quarterbacks this year. He's immensely more talented, and the weapons they have are better. But I I think that they can get a little bit of pressure on him and get in his head a little bit. I think that they're going to be creative with some blitz packages, too. I mean, Lamar coming off the edge wouldn't surprise me early in that game if they think they can catch him at the right time. They're going to need Alex Davis to be good. They're going to need Caleb Tanner to show his progress. They're going to need that second level of the defense to make plays uh, and to just kind of continually be in his head throughout the game. I think that's one area where I think they could have quite a bit of success on Saturday. We'll see, uh, because if they don't do it early, they're not going to do it late. So they've got to get to him pretty early in that game. All right, Brian, um, let's let's do this. Who do you think has the most rushing yards on Saturday? Not as a team, but as an individual. What individual player? Um, are we, is Ohio State included? In Both this? teams. I think Dobbins will, but um, I think when you're talking about Dobbins, it's a, I guess it's a definition of what controlling him looks like. Like to me, if they can shutting him down, like yeah, 50 I know. Yards. If they can hold Dobbins to like a 125 or something like that, I think they could be okay. It's just like don't let him get in the you know near where he's sniffing around 200 yards, and it's one of those kind of games. Um, he's probably going to break one big play at least in this game. That's just the type of talent that he is. I think on Nebraska's side, um, I think it's going to be, I think I'd go, I think I'd go with, um, I think I'll go with Maurice Washington. Oh, he almost, he almost thought something else. I was going to say Wandale, but I think Maurice, I mean, the big news is he's been practicing. It sounds like he was out there pretty early and he was definitely out there on Wednesday. Um, and his explosiveness has been He's a guy on the field who he takes a backseat to no Ohio State guy with talent. I mean, he we, we talk about all these elite guys that Ohio State has. Maurice Washington can play for anybody, and he can make big plays. So I think 
Um, he'll break out a big play in this game. He's done it every week, and I suspect he's going to do it against th- this defense. I do think it's possible. I'm I'm not saying we're overvaluing Ohio State, but it is possible that we are. We don't know for sure that they are a juggernaut, and we could be devaluing Nebraska a little bit based off it was such a close game, but also it was a weird game because statistically Nebraska you know crushed Illinois by 400 yards. So I think inside North Stadium there's more confidence that they can be in this game than there is outside of it, and that's what matters, really. Brunce, is there another receiver that you're confident in besides J.D. Spielman and Wondell Robinson with Nebraska's group right now? No. That's pretty rough <laughs> to go into this game with only two guys no, I think in the it, forward pass. It is, but it's this is a game where Ohio State's going to press. They're going to play a lot of man. They're essentially going to say to Nebraska's wide receivers, we're going to get in your face. We're going to make you work to get open uh, and get off the line. And, and based on what we've seen so far from Nebraska's wide receiver core, that hasn't been the case against defensive backs that are not going to be playing on Sunday. So that's a question mark. I This is a game where I think you, you could see the tight ends get more involved because, you know, I, I just think it's there because I, from kind of listening to – you know, Ohio State fans have been on our board this week and kind of looking around. I, th- I think the the one area that Nebraska can really exploit on Ohio State's defense is that linebacker group, uh, especially the middle linebackers. So maybe you do see more Jack Stoll. Maybe you do see more Austin Allen. Maybe you, you do see Maurice Washington uh, try to get isolated on a linebacker and see how that goes. I, I, that, to me, is probably what you're going to get more out of than, you know, Mike Williams or kind of I know or somebody like that suddenly, you know, working to get open against a, a, a pretty salty defense. Yeah, you mentioned Maurice Washington going against a linebacker. I think this is the kind of game where you'd like to see him kind of split out in motion and put some of their guys having to force some play in space. Or Wandale. Yeah. Or Wandale in that regard. Or you have both of them. And you're you're getting Maurice Washington coming out of the backfield, so you're giving a different look in that regard. So I, I think that that's going to be really important. Uh, we'll see what they kind of do in the passing game to, to shake some things up, but they're going to need more than Spielman. Uh, Stanley Morgan was a big-time player in this game last year. He made some big catches and some big moments. Uh, Spielman sh- missed what would have been a huge play in that game, either lost the ball in the sun or just missed it outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I look at that as kind of one of those defining plays in a game like that you just can't have. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens with their... Their offense on Saturday. All right, let's just jump right into it. Uh, let's. Do you want to go with predictions, bold bold predictions, oddly specific predictions first, and then pick to click? Sure. All right. Anybody have a uh, a bold prediction? Yeah, I get going to the tight ends. I think Austin Allen, who's been quiet in the receiving game, not not quiet as far as of his effect on the team has been there. But I think he'll show up in the stat sheet in this game. He had the big catch last year against Ohio State. I think he has a big touchdown. And I'll say it's 40-plus yards. It's like a Matt Herrian special. Look at that. Yeah. You want to go or you want me to go? I can, I can go, go if, you, go if you would prefer. You go ahead. Uh, I think that Nebraska has the longest play from scrimmage in this game. And to get it even more specific, I think it's going to be a J.D. Spielman touchdown. I think that he continues to be Nebraska's best asset 
that people probably don't talk about enough with all of the focus on Maurice Washington and Adrian and Wandale. I think J.D. Spielman's really talented. I think that he can go against the secondary, and there's going to be an opening somewhere in there. And I look for Adrian to find him and J.D. to take it. He loves he, games like these. Yeah, I, he's a total gamer. I just I expect him to have a big game. I'm going to go... Adrian Martinez is going to go over 100 yards rushing. That was my backup. Before one. sack yardage. I, I'm going to... Because I, I think he's going to get sacked. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> Brunson's bowl prediction, bowl. Adrian Martinez taking a sack. How many Saturday. sack yards? Like 64 yards in sack? He's going he's to run for 175 <laughs> now. Uh, I'm going to say he's going to run for 125. Wow. And... Uh, then the sack yard is going to get figured in at that. I think he's. this is a game where he's going to have to make plays with his feet. I think at times he's going to be running for his life. I also think there's going to be an opportunity to make big plays. So I'm going to say Adrian Martinez over 100 yards uh, before sack yardage. All right. Picks to click. Can we go in reverse order, Bruns? Sure. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Dobbins. I mean, this is... Horrible that I'm probably taking an Ohio State player, but I, I think that Nebraska is going to have their hands full with them. Um, Hit a big game against them last year. He did. Um, I, I think that uh, he would be my pick to click on the Ohio State side. If you if you want the the Nebraska side, I'll go with uh, J D Spielman. I think he's going to make a couple plays. Uh, I could see it maybe on special teams, but I, I think he's going to be uh, a handful on some of those crossing routes uh, on third down for Ohio State. So uh, Dobbins on Ohio State, I'll go J.D. Spielman for Nebraska. My pick to click for Nebraska is going to be Adrian Martinez. I think he's going to be the clear-cut best quarterback in this game. I think you're going to see a continuation of what we saw late last week against Illinois where he looked really good. He was able to get out and run. He looked assertive. I think they're going to work him into this game a lot as a rusher early. And I think they're going to be able to get into Ohio State's second level, make some guys miss, and have some explosive plays with Adrian Martinez on the ground. I like Martinez to have a big game on Saturday. I'll say JoJo Doman. I mean, we're talking about gamers. He's a gamer. He This was his coming out party last year when he had the sack on Haskins and the, the forced fumble. And it just feels like he'll he'll make some play that for a moment at least makes Nebraska fans like okay there's a shot here he he'll do that and he's he's just playing such smart football he's got his black shirt now uh, so I'll say uh, I'll say JoJo Doman um, as my pick to click. All right, prediction time. I can lead us off if you would like. I'm curious to see if either of you go with uh, a Nebraska upset here. I will not be doing that. I'm going with Ohio State 40, Nebraska 30 in a fairly high-scoring contest. I like the Huskers to keep this thing close into the fourth quarter, but just too much Ohio State and a little too much Dobbins late. Nebraska's not able to stop the run and get the ball back. I'm disappointed. I was going to go with an odd score, but it's still going to be really close to what you you were going to say. So is mine. <laughs> we're in the range. I'm, I'm going to say Ohio State 39, Nebraska 29. Um, was that what yours was going to be? <laughs> well, I already wrote down on the board what mine is, and it, so I oh. can't take it back, but okay. it's very similar. Okay, yes. that, I, I, I did as well. <laughs> I'll, uh, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> These are all going to look funny on our uh, what we're looking for when yeah. they're almost the exact same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I, I before I even knew that I had Ohio State 41, Nebraska 29. Nice. So you had 40 to 30. He had 39 29, and I had 41 29. Um, this is a, I don't want to say it's a nothing to lose game because it's not. 
there is something to lose, and what would be lost is if Nebraska goes out there and it's one of those humiliations on ABC again where Herb Street and them are talking about, like, their, you know, kids in the third quarter, like, right. you know, their hobbies. Um, it can't be that type of night for Nebraska football. There's just too much spotlight. If they fight, and even if they lose, there's a lot to take from this, and we've talked about this on the car rides. I, you know, if they if they lose this game, it's not the end of the world. But you got to play well, and if you can win the two weeks after that, you're five and two at the bye, and you're right in the thick of things. But this needs to be a game where you show, hey, we're not that far away, really. We're closer than people think, and who knows? Maybe they're gonna stun us all and, and pull the upset. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the hype caps for this week. We will. I don't know if we're gonna have a post game podcast. Who knows anymore? Uh, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We will. Uh, we'll find out Saturday. We'll find out a lot on Saturday. But either way, the regularly scheduled Husker twenty four seven podcast will continue next week on Wednesday. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.